0: Hello everybody and welcome to WTS 155, my name's Danny Murray.
1: I'm Graham Merrigan.
0: Alright, I've got picture in a picture here, I don't know why I'm seeing two uh, things here Merrow, but I am. That's mad. We're doing this through the magic of Skype ladies and gentlemen and Graham is currently in a provocative pose. Um, <laughs> yeah, That's interesting Merrow, that's interesting.
1: Where do you where where are
0: you coming from, Danny? I am currently coming to you, Graham, from the master bedroom of my new house. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, man, it's different. I'm I'm currently set up with a view, uh, adorning the back of, of the house, um, which is my back garden, and um, behind my back garden is a building site. Um, so it's lovely. Really? Yeah. The the. I suppose sure, look, we'll, we'll get straight into it. I've moved house, which um, we just the reason.
1: We just have the reason we're doing this through Skype. Um, you've moved house, but Danny, I think it's fair to say you've, you you had a mad week.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Well, look, let's let, let's rewind and go from the very, very start, right? So last week we were due to record on Wednesday, um, and Wednesday was just an absolute shite of a day for me, uh, to be quite frank with you. We were supposed to have a chat with the brilliant uh, Vivian Rat um and I apologize profusely to, to Vivian for uh, messing up the scheduling. But uh, yeah, last Wednesday um we had to say goodbye to Cleo, um, my well shaped labrador. Um Desperate. Yeah, th- thirteen years man. Thirteen years. That dog owed us absolutely nothing like. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna try now well up as I say this, so bear with me.
1: Um, man's best friend. Just while you're, while yeah, you're getting yeah. yourself together there, Paul, um, Paul our, our mate Paul Howard text me about, uh, just saying desperately sad about Danny's dog. And then he no, said, um, he said, I do be in tears every time his dog, Humphrey gets another grey hair. So that's how yeah. much people love dogs.
0: Yeah. And how much
1: they care.
0: It's weird, like, you know what I mean? I know some people don't, have no interest in dogs and that's fine like you know what i mean but once once they're in your family they're in your family like you know what i mean and like cleo jesus that dog had more near misses than I, i can remember i mean she had cancer twice and beat it twice hashtag fuck you lance armstrong um, <laughs> she she was diabetic for like seven years. You know what I mean? Like she was just she. She uh,
1: diabetic as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. She developed diabetes off the back of one of the contests after the surgery and that. So she we were injecting her with insulin for about seven years. Like, um, is that where Donald got it from? Probably. Yeah, I think it's contagious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like that dog was just man, like. She was my my third dog. i had the first dog I ever had was like it was a it was a half collie half lab cross whatever uh, named Ralph, and he was named Ralph after Ralph from the Muppets because he was the same color as him. Uh, you Which know, one was Ralph from the Muppets. Name of the one the Muppet babies. The dog used to play the piano. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that was him. Um, he ran away when I was. Oh, geez, I was still young enough because the next dog we got then was a golden lab, Misty uh who we had for I think Misty was eight when she died. Uh she d- she died of cancer. And then we got Cleo shortly after Misty. And we've had Cleo since since before I oh, don't believe in Cert up until last week. Um and uh, like she's been sick for a long time and she's she was old and uh, like it was kind of weird because like we'd been talking about her for a while and we kinda we knew ourselves, like, every time you would came down to the kitchen in the morning, you'd kind of almost look towards our bed with a little bit of fear, you know, and just, you'd see our breed, and then you'd be like, all oh, right, she's still with us, kind of thing. Um, But she, with the heat wave and everything, she'd been all out of sorts, and uh, with her being diabetic, she'd had a couple of hypos, and just the heat had her completely wrecked. Um, What's hypos? I can't remember what the full word is. It's basically where their blood sugars <laughs> drop do you know what I mean All right. um, yeah. hy- hypoglycemia ah, I don't know any diabetics out there be able to tell us um, thanks but, your brother yeah but basically what happens is when, when a dog has a hypo the, the quickest way to get sugar into them is, is basically to give them honey but Cleo, right. Cleo learned very quickly that she loved honey so there'd be days where like she would literally just lie on the ground and pant really heavily until you say do you want honey and then the tail would wag and it's like you're faking you little natural. do you know what I mean like <laughs> so she like she, she was just a cute hero of a dog. Um But yeah, last week uh last Wednesday I I, I had a job interview as well, um and Wednesday morning we, we brought her to the vet and um the Arc Ark Vet care in Dunleary Honestly I they're, they're unbelievable. Paul uh Paul McCarthy, Paul McCarthy. Rather not not of Beatles fame, of our <laughs> <vet> care fame. <laughs> Paul McCarthy. Uh he has basically looked after Cleo since she was a pup. And I'm convinced if it was if if any other vet or any other vet, veterinary clinic had had had, had Cleo, uh, she probably would have been lost a long time ago. Like he, he worked wonders with that dog and had many, many personalities. Um
1: And yeah, like he so what? Did, so did you, you brought her down, be, to Did you bring her down just to see if she was okay, or to to? to
0: it, yeah, it was a combination. Out- it was it was a combination of things. Like it was one. She she usually gets her boosters around this time of year anyway. Um, so kind of always giving myself false hope, saying we'll get our boosters and she'll be grand. Like, um, but myself, me ma, kind of that morning as we like we are we are trying to get her into the car and she wasn't steady on her own legs, and you could tell she was in a bad way, like, um, we both kind of knew, like, that, that, you know, we put her in the car, and and she wouldn't be coming home, um,
1: Jesus, wept, yeah, yeah, it it sounds like, Marley and me,
0: yeah, yeah, a little bit, um, so anyway, so I'd, we brought it down to Paul anyway, and, and Paul had a look at her and said, look, we'll, we'll see, can we figure out what's going on here? Um, he didn't sugarcoat it. He didn't give us false hope or anything like that. We knew it was kind of serious and whatever. Um, I said, I, I had to go home, get myself ready, go to a job interview with that in the back of my head. <sighs> Done what I had to do, um, and I had literally just got back in the car after doing the interview when the phone rang, and it was Paul, and... Um, he more or less said, like, I think he should come down and have a look. Um, he was basically in a nice way saying, like, I, I think we have an end-of-life scenario here. So myself my and oh, my ma went down, and, um, like, they had done everything they could for her. I, I have no doubt about that. Um Fucking hell, man! Yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, so yeah, 14 years. Yeah, yeah, so um, it wouldn't have been right to to try and um to try and do any surgery or to try and uh, to do anything to. We would have been basically trying to keep her going for us. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it wasn't fair on her, so. The decision had to be made. Um we stayed with her. And um I was
1: it just you and your mum?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was rough. that's a chip pun for the dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Folks say, <sake>, Danny <laughs> Oh Jesus. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that nah, it was bad, like it was and- you know, like she went she went peacefully, like she like I mean. She wasn't in any distress or anything. Like you could just tell. What they actually reckon was they reckon she had had some sort of neurological incident, like a stroke or something like that. And it was right. that was having an effect on her blood sugar. That was having an effect on everything. But you know, I I don't think. Yeah, I don't think there was anything anybody could have done to to, to keep her any longer. So it was, yeah, I think it was a hard decision, but the right decision. So I'm absolutely fucking heartbroken, man but that's kind of... You have to kind of accept um, when you get a dog that, you know, you're going to outlive them yeah. and uh, at some point you will have to do something like that. And it's it's horrible, like, you wish you could do more for them and, you know what I mean, but... <laughs> I can't be coping with all this freaking stress, like... Yeah, man, yeah, it was... Oh. Like, even now, like, we're recording this week on and I'm still welling up, I still get teary-eyed, I still, you know, The week anniversary. Yeah, yeah, um, and like, it's, uh, it's, I feel so bad for me man. like, because, she's gone from a situation now, where, you know, she's had Cleo at home, she's had, the the two Huskies in the house with her, and then, you know, me, Sad you, me, Oksana, Jono, Jono's girlfriend, Belle, me dad, you know what I mean, it's been a pretty much a full house, non-stop like and two days after uh we lose cleo my ma also loses the two huskies because they've come to live with me full time now and (laughs) she was more upset about them leaving than me leaving definitely (laughs) (laughs) you know so um so yeah so i think
1: will your man get a new dog
0: uh, yeah I, i think she will not not Anytime soon, it's far too too soon. Like I think, I think they're going away some some stage between now and the end of the year, and I think maybe they'll get one when they come home, or maybe they'll wait until the new year. But um, mm. are we they, they they've always had dogs. They've had they've had dogs since before I was around They had a a, a golden again. They they love labs. Like they had, they had a golden lab before I was born, and um, when Jana was only a nipper named Goldie, um, who who was robbed as far as I remember, um. Not my man-dad didn't rob her. Somebody stole Goldie
1: on my <laughs> man-dad.
0: I just want to clarify, my man-dad aren't going around robbing dogs out of people's gardens or anything like that, you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> I think, I th- I think that, like, kind of every dog, anyone who has a dog will always be able to tell you a story about that dog, one particular story. like, And I think the one about Goldie was they left her in the house and when they came home, she had got into the press where my dad used to have all his LPs, his records, like, and she had eaten most of his, uh, Record collection. What? Yeah, yeah. She had chewed the do you know not a big vinyl like the big whatever the forty five yeah, or whatever. It <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she, she had eaten half of the collection. So
1: yeah, but um. Anyway, that's
0: that's well, that, that, that's the story. That's that, look, yeah. you,
1: you you moved you moved into the new gaff. You had a job interview. Yeah. And yeah. your dog died all in the one week.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like just just a mad. Mad fucking week, like, and um, kind of in in a weird way, it's kind of like I don't know. I, I'm kind of happy in a way that I was there when I was trying to say goodbye to Cleo. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think I would have been far worse if I had moved down here, and if me ma had to ring me to say it rather than me being there and being yeah. able to with her, be, be able to be with her. You know what I mean? So. Um,
1: absolutely,
0: you were really like really attached to the dog so i i loved that. like i absolutely loved her that that dog man like there's people who are probably gonna laugh at this you know what i mean like the, and, and i'm all right with that i don't care like i'm i'm a dog person like you know um but Maro, you still there yeah oh, all right so just your camera went no worries um oh you're back now um Yeah, I don't know, like, it's, like, I I was, was, as I said, that dog was with me, like, from before I'd done my leavings there, you know, uh, all the way through college, all the way up until now, like, that dog has seen me grow up, you know what I mean, and go from a teenager to a 30-year-old person getting their first mortgage and all that kind of shit, you know what I mean, like, getting engaged and everything, like, like she's literally been there for pretty much every major life event that I've had, Um, and, uh, yeah, it's kinda of weird now that like when I go up to my ma's house now she's not gonna be there. So and there's some people who will probably go, Come on the fuck, it's not like you're out there losing like a, a parent or a sibling or and I
1: get it, like I, I get you know Yeah, but you you both. loved you loved Cleo than you loved John so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean she was better looking and smelled better <laughs> than them, do you know what I mean? her breath was better <laughs> she's better teeth than Jono <laughs> you know what I mean but like she was she was this walrus shaped Labrador that just had these like she's the only Labrador I've ever seen in my life who one hated water absolutely despised water would not get in water no matter what you have with her and she like it really depended on like what way the wind was blowing rather she would let you pet her or not there'd be some days where like a stranger forget it like she wouldn't let strangers near her but even she us she
1: loved me like the first
0: time she met actually, me. She did actually, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she'd no problem with you. Um she'd probably seen you on a on a on the telly one day or something, so there was familiarity there. Um I just that part. Yeah, yeah, but like or, or other people I like, heard she
1: looked, I heard she was licking the T V screen at the Tesco ad
0: She was, yeah, yeah. And not just the food bits, mostly your bits, you know what I mean? Which was weird. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was like there'd be days where we'd go to pet her, and like she'd come over and she'd pop her head on your on your kind of knee for you to, to pet her and that, and you'd be petting her, and in a couple of seconds of petting her, she'd be kind of growling at you, and you'd be like, do, "Do you want to be petted or not?" And she'd look at you as if to say, "Guess, motherfucker, guess." Do you know what I mean? She was just. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. So um the wall was, The, the wall shaped Labrador is no more, uh, and I'm heartbroken. But. I've um, live long live Cleo. That's a Long live Cleo indeed, yeah. So um we have two two new beasts there that got to know Cleo for a little bit that uh How did they get on with Cleo the two huskies? Um Callie, the older one, um just kind of accepted she was there and kind of knew this one's a bit mad, so I'm just gonna steer clear. Um Lupo <laughs> who 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 was the pup formerly known as Sonnen, he didn't respond to Sonnen at all, so we had to change his name to Lupo. Um He Everything to him is a play toy. Absolutely everything. So like he'd be jumping all over Callie or jumping all over me to play and all that. So when he'd see Cleo, he'd be like, I'm gonna play with Cleo and he'd draw jump on her But Cleo don't play nice with anybody, you know what I mean? So <laughs> there was there was sometimes a bit of guff there between them but other than that, I mean, in the evening times after our walk or whatever, we'd all just sit down and I'd be watching telly, the three of them be curled up in a ball asleep altogether. all together. So it was kind of nice, you know. But, um, yeah, I suppose new adventure and all that for them now as well. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. And are they settling into the new gaff?
0: Yeah, so far they are, yeah. Um, it's it's a bit hard for them as well, though, because like, it's, it's still a little bit of a building site, like where floors are going down everywhere. The kitchen floor that's the last to go down It's going down at the moment. Um the the hall and sitting room was done uh late last week the stairs landing and bedrooms are, are done now um yeah all that's left to be done in the house really is the kitchen floor to be finished and for us to to make the last few ikea flat pack whatever the fuck they're going to turn out the be is. um so yeah what hell my god man it's it's an absolute oh, I wouldn't wish it upon anybody like did you just have a row or anything in like an No, not so much a row. More so, I was just kind of like, how the fuck do we get out of here? I'm lost situation. Um, it's it's a mad kid. It's like walking through a really shit museum of Scandinavian people's bedrooms. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> and kitchens. Like, honestly, if people had headsets on and it was like, do you know those foreign language tour guides you get on like a tour bus in a foreign city kind of thing and you're walking along as like, and here this is Peter's bedroom. And Peter, as you can see, was a big fan of oak furniture and you can get this in catalogue number and all this kind of shit. Like honestly I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> what's going on. But the worst part of it is you get through that part of it and you think, finally we're out. And you're not out. Then you're into the bit where you get all the fucking knickknacks and all the the the, the lights and the small things and all. And that's where your trolley gets filled up and that's where you spend the fucking money, as I've learned in the last two trips. <sighs> <sighs> fucking hell on earth, man. You have
1: the, um, I went out there once with my grandparents.
0: Did yeah. you have the um, hot dog? Didn't even go near the food. By the time we got anywhere near, by the time I even smelt the food, I just wanted to kill everybody that was in 10 feet of me. So I just got out of there, man. Couldn't hack it. <laughs> got to the till. Your one on the till was a scorpion bitch. So if anybody from IKEA is listening to this, your staff were miserable shites the day I was there. Um, probably because they work it's in like- fucking Mordor. yeah just a horrible 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 place and i won't be going back anytime i have to get an ikea from now on either order online or the lovely oxana can go with somebody else and tell me how she got on
1: yeah right you'll go i
0: won't i won't go the only thing i'll go for are them marabou chocolates they're delicious yeah (laughs) other than that they can go and eat me shit around
1: What's the story? Is there an Ikea in Carrick Mines or is that just a collection point?
0: Yeah, it's a really small one and I think the idea is that you order online there and it gets delivered to there. Or you order online for it to be delivered to there and you can go and pick it up. But they have like some stuff. You can buy some stuff there but it's nowhere near the, the fucking big bitch out in
1: Ballymone or wherever it is. Right. So. Um. Funny thing about Sweden... A great fact about Sweden is that they are access for all for disabilities. Yeah. Um. Their go- their government years ago, like when I say, I think it was the last decade, they gave um businesses a deadline to be access for all, four or five year deadline, and if they weren't, they would get heavy fines. So the infrastructure, the transport, the public buildings, they're all accessible. Huh. Like. That's unreal because I was talking to a barman in town in the summer and he's doing renovations to the pub, right? And he he had it's a two story pub um and he's putting a lift in it. And the architect the architecture put the architect put the lift at a certain position in the pub and then the council came back and said, No, that can't be put there. The lift can't be put there. It has to be somewhere else. I said, why can't it be put there? And the, town, the the council said, because it's a registered building, it's a listed, registered building, and nothing can be changed. So that means essentially what they're saying is that oh, yeah, you can update it for patrons and stuff, just not wheelchair users,
0: yeah, that, that
1: uh, I, because, because it's a listed building. Like, do you think that, do you think, like? It's not. It's not. I understand all these listed buildings certainly uh, to a certain respect in terms of how they look and how they should look on the outside. But on the inside, would you get a grip? If you're going to go and say that, uh, oh, it's listed. It's a listed building. It has to remain look the same look that it's had for a hundred odd years. What about the inside? Don't be bringing. Don't be bringing uh, iPhones in there or tablets or printers are yeah. mo- modern day modern day gadgets that we use. It's a ridiculous, ridiculous argument.
0: Yeah, I love that.
1: And it's that. not it doesn't give access for all at all. I, I love that whole thing of oh, all the listed
0: buildings protected. And I, I agree with protecting buildings in the sense of don't, do d- don't don't knock them down. Do you know what I mean? It's like when we had Donald Fallon on there a couple of weeks ago when he was talking about um uh, what what organisation is that? at the top of Stephen's Green there? It was a Victorian building. They knocked it down, built the yoke, and now they're knocking it down again to create a fake Victorian building or, or a Georgian building, yeah. whatever it was. Like, here's the thing, right? Those Georgian buildings and Victorian buildings that are all protected and they're making a big song and dance about, as you said, it, it's only to a certain extent that they're willing to do that because the, for the vast majority of the public, the convenience is always considered on the sense of you can be guaranteed there's got central heating in there and radiators and all that shit that definitely weren't there. And they changed. They, they changed the, change the the physical appearance of a building. You can't walk in and not see the fucking things. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, but, yeah. Then it didn't have it central heating 150 years ago. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or modern conveniences like LED light bulbs and like TV screens that tell you all the information going on in the building or solar panels or any of this kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like And... Not yeah. the solar panels I show you they're, they're brilliant But you know what I mean For The point I'm making Is that These are physical alterations That benefit the building So they're okay But when it comes To physical mm. alterations That benefit Members of society Who are, are being mistreated Based on these Ideas of a protected building They don't care a job and I, and I hate that And I'm one of the people that rolls my eyes to heaven anytime anybody brings up the whole 1916 proclamation and cherish all the children, because it gets rolled out at every opportunity, but somebody's protected buildings are protected because of the 1916 rebellion and that very proclamation, yet the paradox being
1: what, what's, the, what's the protected part of it?
0: Surely it's the outside feature and the, and the look of it. Yeah, that's that's my understanding. It has historic value or, you know, there's whatever reason they have for it but as far as i know it is that you know the, the outside it's isn't it also you can't put, you can't put ramps on them well this in my head i'm kind of like okay even if you put a temporary ramp on a third of say the steps you know what i mean enough for one wheelchair user at a time we're not looking for you to have races up and down the shagging thing like you know what i mean we're not looking for six abreast going up it like you know um <laughs> like it's ridiculous, though. It's, like, it's, how, it's, how, it's a disgrace. Like It's an out-and-out disgrace, man. Do you know what I mean? But then, the, the other side of it as well is you've got a, a national public transport system that isn't accessible either. I mean, like, how many darts... What's the situation with rail and, and the dart? Do you still have to give 24-hour notice?
1: Yep. Like, so, I mean... Yeah, yeah d- d- Dublin, Dublin, most of the Dublin, bus is a 100% accessible, but only for one wheelchair per bus. Um,
0: Jesus Christ, yeah, because there's only did, one... Did I, did I, Sorry, but
1: it's it's ridiculous because, I mean, I any other I've been to a couple of countries where their public transport has um like it like turnstile seats like bucket seats right yeah, uh, so uh, for example in Orlando on in International Drive those buses a lot, all along the side and on, on both sides it's bucket seats mm. so it allows for as many wheelchairs as it can. Yeah, because the wheel just goes in the bucket seat, um. So I don't know. I think we bought the buses from Germany, perhaps in in the early two thousands, or I don't know where we. I think I I think I read that we did buy them somewhere in Germany, possibly, and um. Whoever bought them or whoever's putting the planning into them didn't kind of say to themselves, "Oh, it's only that one wheelchair bus or one wheelchair mm. per bus." It just It's nonsense because yeah. I've been in situations where, because we're at the start of the seven route, I've been in situations where I've been on the bus and by the time you say perhaps you get near the National Rehabilitation Hospital, uh, there does be people trying to get on the bus there. Your yeah. man, the bus driver has to say, so you're going to have to wait 15 minutes or a half an hour. Yeah, which which is not acceptable at all. Like, I, I've heard stories. As they spend well, like, billions. They spend billions on the buses, so they're not going to do anything about it in the near future. Are they?
0: No, well, I don't know this this new bus thing that's coming in where they're changing all the routes and and all that. That's because of a private company, isn't it? That's being involved, and they'll have to have a new fleet, maybe, or will they be operating the same? No, fleet? Well,
1: they're, they're using Dublin buses, so it's so some of their buses to this private. So the one eleven. Is a is a private is is run by the private company, but right. they use Dublin bus. It's fucked up, like. Yeah, no, man. It's uh, Ireland. It, what I will say, actually, though, what I've noticed uh, this summer, um, having been out a good time, good few times, socialising, um, and using taxis, there's an awful lot of extra wheelchair taxis on the road for whatever reason I've noticed. Yeah, all right.
0: That, I suppose that's good. Cool, that's then, that's that, that, to be well even that though a taxi is, is is a private vehicle still you know what I mean like so it's yeah Ireland's a bit of a mad kip at times isn't it where like
1: how do we get to that
0: conversation oh from Ikea <laughs> yeah <laughs> a bit I weird it. yeah
1: in Sweden. Sweden how do we talk about Tommy Robinson
0: oh Jesus yeah oh, Tommy oh, me old mate Tommy
1: what an absolute fucking bell end Um, I'm very deeply concerned about people on Facebook I've I've my Facebook usage has come down a lot recently, and I'm in favour of Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of people on Facebook that would identify themselves as Republican or nationalist, and yeah. they're, they're sharing t- t- they're sharing Tommy Robinson stuff, and it's like the, actually, this well, actually
0: this is something this is I actually wanted to ask you about because because you identify as a Republican, um, yeah, and you know, there would I'm not saying it it's it's tiff or ta or I'm not saying that it's it's the same, but uh, nationalism and republicanism often goes hand in hand to an extent. Um but it's it's this idea of the Tommy Robinson et al. branch of nationalism that is a step beyond the realms of acceptability, in in my opinion at least. Um I agree. Like how Anybody can can sit there and kind of share anything from like the likes of Britain First or, or the English Defence League or, or any of those kind of things, and and try to justify being like, oh no, I don't believe in everything they're saying. But but if you just watch that video there, they make two or three good points. Like, but I don't agree with them. But, but those were... points are good. Like, but they share
1: they share the video. Britain First or... No, I I don't even know if it was Britain's first, but there was a, I seen during Ramadan, people, multiple people on my timeline on on Facebook, uh, shared a video with the title um, Muslims Go Mad at Ramadan, and it was proclaiming that because Ramadan was on, Muslims in this community closed a certain road and because white people were trying to drive down the road Muslims were running amok attacking the cars that's what the story was in the video the video was actually um h- hooligans I was going to say the from football hooligans boots, yeah football hooligans in Switzerland uh from Baal and um I think it's young boys absolutely killing each other and they're wearing jerseys and flags and scarves and all and it's like don't be sharing, shite. Like, it. But then when you question people, they say, oh, well, where do you get your news from? And so they're questioning the legitimacy of n- news sources like, say, The Guardian or The Irish Times. Well, you don't is, always yeah. believe. So they're, they're then looking for alternative ways or alternative websites to look for their news source, but,
0: but which is course, a bit worrying
1: course. as well. But, but, this is where
0: the whole pick your narrative thing comes into it, you know what I mean, and uh, like look, anybody who believes there's such a thing as as completely unbiased media and free media is, is off after fucking rocker like look at how many news organizations out there are owned by you know the one company or by they're, they're associated to a parent company, and you'll be absolutely shocked like um. Mm. And people think that, like, if they go looking for, like like you, you said, The Guardian and The Irish Times there, which are seen as the great bastions of journalistic integrity, do you know what I mean? But even they, to an extent, have their compromises, you know what I mean? So when people go seeking out a news source that validates their narrative or validates their opinion, then they don't care about the legitimacy of that. They don't care that they live in the age of an internet where, you know, Bob, who's I think some of these aren't legitimate
1: news sites, though. No, they're not. But because of you this know, is the, this is the liberal, and this is Britain First, and this is all uh, nonsense. Exactly, and that's why people. I I
0: think people need to to really educate themselves on the stuff that they share online. Like you, you gave a great example there. The liberal run by Leo Sherlock. It's nothing hmm. more than a glorified blog, but people think, oh, look at it. It looks it looks snazzy. It looks like. Of course it fucking looks, nazi. For a five or a month, you can run a template online that'll build you a website that'll look like a proper news website.
1: For God's sake,
0: it go not he doing them for plagiarism? Oh, loads of times, yeah. And for running fake competitions where he does this whole like and share and you'll win X, Y, Z. And there's no fucking prize at the end of it. He's just using it to build clicks and build followers and all that kind of thing, you know? So how come the Liberal hasn't been shut down? I, I don't think he can shut down... Uh, a thing like you can you can reprimand them but how how do you shut it down like are you like are you asking how how to
1: fight how come facebook haven't done it i'm just asking like because there are there are people that are a bit naive that kind of use social media and they're not they're not to know that the liberal the the owner of the liberal.ie is a plagiarist like
0: no, of course not. But that's where where what I'm, I'm kind of saying, that like people have a responsibility to, to check their news sources. And look, it's it's rich coming from me, because cause I, I study journalism or whatever, you know what I mean? and I'm kind of involved in that, that part of the world. Like. But, mm. I mean, at the same time, look, if if Tommy down the road... I should be there as well. I know, yeah, I know. Uh, like, if Tommy down the road tells you something and it sounds a bit too bullshitty to be true, you're going to check with Paddy. You know what I mean? Or you're, <laughs> going to, you're going to check your source, aren't you? So why, when you're reading something and it reads like it's very one-sided and it reads as though all you're getting is a source that suits narrative A and gives no time to narrative B or paints narrative B in the most negative light possible, why aren't you asking yourself the question, what's their agenda here? You know what I mean? And I'm not I, saying,
1: I always... I always I always check three, three news sources. Be yeah, Like
0: yeah, you like, know the way
1: you, you know the way you share. not you know the way if you even if you comment on someone in the public eye is passing.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I I would probably search three or four credible in my mind credible websites mm. that would that would that would post such news items. Yeah. And if I see them from those credible sources, then I'd be like, and if I was fond of the person, then I'd be like, oh, Jay's very sad to hear so-and-so passed. Do you know what I mean? If I, don't, if I only get it from one, and then you put it on Google, and there's nothing there, I'd be holding back, and I'd be like, maybe it's not true. Yeah, exactly. But I, I think, and this is the, the, the whole
0: thing. And look, I fell victim to it as well, where I've, where I've jumped the gun and, and shared a story that I thought, holy shit. And then it turns out that that story was only a half-truth because you know i didn't I didn't do the due diligence and, and check it out or wait until I seen a more reliable or a verified source shared it you know, but I mean like and, 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 and something i I think I've brought this up in the podcast, I don't know how many times now, but there's an episode of the newsroom that covers this perfectly where they talk about yep. the I can't remember the American senator's name who uh she was she was shot in the head, and it's the whole idea of every news agency racing against each other to break the news that she's being killed. You know, and it's this mm. idea of being the first because if you're the one that breaks the news, you're more likely to get the wave of people t- flicking over to you or the ratings boost or whatever, you know what I mean?
1: That, but, that's the same as social media users though. That's the same 100%. as Twitter users. Yeah, 100 people, people want all, the likes and they want the reach. People at home, people on their sofa want, want to be accredited for reporting that someone has passed away. It's, it's like, hold on a minute. You're sitting on your sofa and fucking yeah. Ballybrack. Relax yourself. Exactly, um, yeah. Calm down, Charlie. This, this, kind of, this kind of conversation started from Tommy Robinson. Like, yes, this lad is an absolute broadster. He is a broadster. Like, Tommy Robinson isn't even his real name. No,
0: what is it? Stephen Yaxley? Lennon, hang on, hang on. I actually had a news thing open here. Hang on, I'll go to it there now. Uh, Stephen just, Stephen Yaxley Lennon. Stephen Yaxley Lennon.
1: Yeah, he goes on. About, he goes on about immigration, and the chap's an, immigrant, an Irish immigrant himself. Yeah, I know it's bananas. Like I don't understand that. Like, he's... <sighs> yeah, look, I. I... You were you were going to you were saying there at the start of our Tommy Robinson conversation. You were saying I identify as Republican, so let me ask you a question. What was the question? Sorry,
0: my my question to you was: Do you think um, the ideas behind republicanism or nationalism are damaged by people who identify with Tommy Robinson and and that sort of ilk?
1: Calling themselves nationalists, I think it's I think it's very much in the small small minority, very small minority. Yeah, I don't know if it's imagine um, if you got, I don't know if you got like a senior Republican uh, or nationalist in the public eye coming out in support of Tommy Robinson. Well, then I'd be getting concerned. Right. Thankfully, I haven't seen that. Um I I did. I I've only seen. A few people on Facebook. Now, when I say few, I've probably seen four or five over the last what, a year or two share it, yeah. um, and they become immediately unfollowed. I can't I can't be following people that are in support in support of Tommy Robinson. Well, um, oh. I actually, I follow I follow this completely unrelated in terms of Irishness. But um, Li- Lily Allen, I follow on Instagram, and she put an Insta story up, and I don't know whether she's being sarcastic. But uh, it was a caption of Tommy Robinson being freed from prison today. And I think she said it's about time. But I'm not sure if she was taking the piss or... Yeah, I don't know. She was so, I, I, she was so mad at the justice system. I'm not sure. I'm not um,
0: sure. I, I don't I know enough about Lily Allen's political ideology. I don't know enough about her fucking music, which apparently she's meant to be known for. Never mind nothing else. Um, this th- album was great. There's a... Uh, Charles, Charles De Gaulle, I think, had, had a quote. Uh, hang on to see if I can remember this. He said, uh, Patriotism is when you love your people and your country. National, more than anything, nationalism is when you hate others more than you love your people or your country. Wow. Do, you, do you think there's anything true in that?
1: I think there can be, yeah. I think... I think I think there's people that are concerned about losing the Irish identity and I think then they blame that on multiculturalism and I think multiculturalism is to be embraced. Um I don't see why I don't see any negatives from multiculturalism. I mean, we have exported so many of our citizens to countries from all over the world. Yeah. And the, the thing that actually annoys me is that when Irish people talk about Irish people that have moved abroad, they call them expats. They don't call them immigrants. They call them expats. Why aren't they immigrants? They're yeah. immigrants. Yeah, you
0: always you hear remember? you always hear expats and you always hear about the great diaspora.
1: Yeah, the you great diaspora. I Never mean. the immigrants or the undocumented. That's another favourite one of mine. Undocumented,
0: yeah, doc- exactly. Yeah. The Undo- Irish refugees, them. lads.
1: Because they were refugees yeah. at one point in time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, the, the undocumented in America are illegal immigrants. Yeah. And the normal. And we've, um, got, we've got national like, leaders. We, we've got
0: leaders of this country going over to the leader of America and campaigning and asking them to help the undocumented. Yet yeah. the, the undocumented in Ireland from other countries, people want to turn their nose up at and turn their back on them.
1: But I think I think people are afraid that their nationalism or their patriotism or their republicanism will diminish somewhat because of multiculturalism. And I I just believe that there's room for all cultures. I mean I think I don't I, I don't see why people are afraid. There's there's extreme extremists in all in all kind of thinkings and in all way of life, like there's extreme yeah. republicanism, there's extreme Catholics, there's extreme Muslims. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so I think people, I think people can just get carried away. But I do also think, like I think people are allowed to question it. I don't believe in it, but I don't think somebody should be branded. A racist for querying multicultural multiculturalism. Well,
0: well, it depends on how they question it. You know what I yeah,
1: mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, but I, it it seems because we are living kind of in a generation of politi- political correctness, and I think as soon as someone questions multiculturalism, uh, uh and me, I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of it. I work in a multicultural company, um, so I'm a huge. I lo- I love it, like, yeah. um, but. I still I like if people have legitimate concerns, I think they have to be they have to be respected and allowed to ask questions. But it's how far they go with those questions. I mean, if you can't be you can't kind of be a hypocrite and allow our citizens go off dilly dallying around the world being called expats, but they're actually immigrants, Mm. and then just not accepted into your own country. I think it's a bit of hip, 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 Yeah, hypocrisy.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you to, to to mostly there and I think of, I, I think what you're touching on there in terms of allowing people to question it is this idea of the whole freedom of speech and, and freedom of thought and all that which is which is fine. I I okay, but the problem is when when freedom of speech is juxtaposed against um hatred of of yeah. a certain people there's checks and balances there, and while absolutely. while you can have your opinion, if that's your opinion within kind of your own home and, and you 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 want to, you know, live your life behind a closed door and that, but just because you have an opinion of a certain nationality or whatever, it doesn't mean that when you are out in public or that it doesn't mean that's acceptable at all. But
1: absolutely, what
0: I'm what i getting at so, is as like so long you as you're there, not causing like harm to somebody. There, as soon as
1: just, like you said there, as soon as just, as soon as the hatred stuff. Then it's not freedom of speech. That's your own yeah,
0: hatred. Exactly. And I think this idea of kind of everybody deserves a platform and everybody should be heard. No, sorry. No, they shouldn't. Absolutely not. We should not be mm. legitimacy. We should not be adding legitimacy to or we should not be allowing people who have this narrow minded, bullshit view that is unfounded and completely illogical. They shouldn't be given time on. BBC in front of thirty million people. They shouldn't be given time on RTE prime time or, or, or whatever. You know, the other one is is the climate change thing. Why? Look look at this summer. Look what we have seen this summer. You know what I mean? You're literally seeing wildfires that are killing hundreds of people. You're seeing record temperatures across the globe, heat waves that are killing people. Killing crops Killing the fucking planet Literally like We've ne- we've not seen it like this before And yet there's still people out there saying Oh climate change isn't real And uh, you know There's no proof it's man made And I mean Like I look up at the sky And I see a cloud I mean if things were that bad There wouldn't be clouds You know There'd be fired in the sky And uh, like all this nonsense Is there many of them? Yeah there's Is there of many of them? There's, there's, there's thousands of them There's thousands of fucking lunatics out there You know what I mean? And, and my whole thing is Like, my whole thing is how this lad has absolutely no foundation in anything, and yet, because they are the other voice, they're wheeled out onto any of these talk shows to apparently debate, and I'm doing air quotes here for for the listeners, debate against somebody who is a fucking scientist, you know, and and look, I get it, science isn't always 100% correct, that's the whole nature of science, you know what I mean? You learn, you get to the best possible thing, and eventually when things improve or technology improves or, or learning improves, you go beyond that. That's how science works. But the yeah. point is, science is based on evidence, not based on your opinion by licking your finger and holding up against the wind and saying, oh, the wind isn't blowing strong today, therefore climate change is a load of shi. People shouldn't be allowed a platform just because they have a different opinion to what the majority say.
1: Sometimes I agree. People, you know, yeah. Can I can I put something to you? I'm just thinking out loud, right? But do you do you think capital, capitalism allows for people to um for people to accept multiculturalism?
0: Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. like, I, I'm, How do you
1: mean? Do you see like, what I'm getting at? So what I'm getting at there is is that what when I see... You know we were talking about freedom of speech there and the difference between freedom of speech and uh, uh, pontificating hatred. Yeah. So what I mean by the whole multiculturalism and capitalism thing is that when you see the hatred being pontificated, it's from the prover- uh, privatized societies. And it's from societies that are impoverished by governments and they've nothing else to blame. So they would blame the multicultural family that have just moved in down the road. They will blame. Well, how come they have a job and I can't get a job? How did they get a house and I can't get a house? It's our, Ar- it's Irish people first. It should be Irish people first. So do you think if governments were run properly we would have that do you see where i'm getting at am i just waffling uh, I, i'm not sure where the, where the capitalism thing comes in in that sorry I'm, I, I might be because missing cap, cap, capitalism is like you know it's like damien saying, the, 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 it's like what damien dempsey says greed is, is the knife and the scars run deep so governments are businesses and they're just run on profits. A lot of a lot of a lot of um, neglected areas are working class areas, and poverty is is all in these working class areas. Okay. So they're not the, the the wealth isn't being spread. So, the what, the money the money isn't being spread in facilities, amenities. It isn't being spread for housing for jobs. And then the people that seem to be uh, pontificating the hatred are people that are impoverished and they don't have a job and they don't have a house okay. and then they'll blame the Nigerian family that have just moved in down the road or they blame the, the Syrian family that have moved into Galway I, and it's like how, 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 do you think there's a connection is, is what I'm getting at?
0: I, not necessarily, I, I don't think capitalism is necessarily to blame on that like like Percy speaking, I I pfft. I don't like labels, but I'd probably describe myself as somebody who's in favour of capitalism to an extent, or, or some form of neoliberalism at least. Like, I don't believe... I certainly don't believe in a communist model, you know what I mean? Um, and I'm not sure, while I do believe that the most vulnerable members of society should be looked after, I don't necessarily believe that every working class area and every member of the working class society is as honest and pure as we like to believe when we romanticise about it. And when you when you use a quote like "greed is the knife and the scars run deep," uh, and well, that's poetic and it's beautiful and 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 it's it cuts right to the point. You know what I mean? That's great, but you know what I mean? Like there are still for every greedy arsehole out there who is manipulating a situation, or for every greedy wanker out there who is, you know. Benefiting off somebody else's misfortune to put a few more euros in their wallet. The flip is that there is some chap who hasn't worked since the day he left school after doing his intercert, or rather, sorry, hasn't legitimately worked. You know what I mean? Claims the welfare which he's never contributed to. Yet he's doing cash in hand. Nick as has three holidays a year, still has a house, still has a brand new car. You know, maybe not a brand new car, but a new car. You know, like. There's checks and balances is what I'm getting at here. And I'm not 100% sure that you can kind of blame capitalism for that. I I think government are to blame, but that's more so down to corruption within government. And I know people are going to turn around and say, oh, corruption is caused by capitalism, or a capitalist government is blah, blah. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think it's about
1: the people. It's about the people who... Put it this capitalism is, is about governments making profit and profit and profit and if they're not spreading that profit and if 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 somebody what i'm getting at there in the whole link is is that if those profits aren't being spread evenly mm-hmm. um would you see would you see hatred towards a multicultural family because they I don't they think so. they I, I don't I don't,
0: you don't think, think you would see the hatred. I I don't think that is as significant uh, as other factors. I think, I think fear. Well, they didn't, if they didn't feel left out, they wouldn't
1: be kind of finger pointing to no, a new disagree, family. I I
0: disagree. I think fear is a bigger commodity there. I think fear is a bigger driver of that kind of thing. A, a fear of you know the brown people from a foreign land with a different religion who are coming over here with a different way of life, they're living three doors down the road and they're speaking in a different language and I can't understand them. I think fear and ignorance plays a huge part of that. I don't think it's necessarily down to, uh, politicians do have a part play playing it, but I don't think that's the biggest driver in it. I think fear is the biggest driver in it. When it comes to the politics end of things, i will say the same thing to you as I would to anybody else in this, and it's that every five years we have a chance to flip the wheel and we don't. So if we have a chance every five, at least every five years, sometimes it's less because governments fall, but if we have a chance to flip the wheel and we put the same people in there, how mm. can we moan about it? How can we sit back? And how can we, you know, and and there's people in there, like, I mean, like Lowry, uh, Alan Kelly, um, you know, I mean, half a fiend of all for Reyes. God's sake, the Healy Reyes, you know what I mean? Because they are brilliant at, it's a sinister way of putting it, but they're brilliant at manipulating people, and they're brilliant at convincing people that they're there to do the best for them.
1: But in actual fact, the situation... They're brilliant is at r- getting the potholes fixed down the road and the curbs fixed, and they're brilliant at all the local stuff. But that that getting the curb fixed in Tralee, County Kerry, doesn't help mm. the the person in in Dublin in in the flats. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you see, but e- even
0: that, right? Even that to an extent. Feeds into somebody in Kerry listening to this, then will say, Oh, see, there you go. He's comparing getting something done in Tralee to the big smoke up above and the Dublin people getting everything. And I don't, yeah. think, it, I don't think it needs to be broken down that way. I think it needs to be very, very simple in my head. It's, it's are they doing what they said they would do when you gave them your vote? And if Absolutely. they're not, they've lied to you and get them out of there. Why reward them with a second bite at, at the cherry? You know, yeah. and I and I think I I do accept the point you're making, and I think it's a valid point that you're making in terms of governments have to try and make profit. Governments are run like a business, and governments absolutely they are, and that 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 profit and that that money that they've invested and then it's yielded a return, that should be put back into areas such as social housing, such as medicine and healthcare. Absolutely, it should. It shouldn't be done to line the 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 pockets of a, of a bigger pension. And I think everybody would agree yeah. with that. You know what I mean? But I don't necessarily put that down to capitalism. I put that down to just somebody who is greedy and is in it for the wrong reason. You know what I mean? I, like, so I, how is
1: capitalism run
0: right
1: then? Because you where, where uh, you're saying it's the person more so than capitalism. And it's yeah. probably you're probably right. But I just, where where has capitalism been run correctly in the world? Where is there examples?
0: I, well, look, I mean, we could sit here well, all day and argue
1: about, about where yeah. the
0: system. Look, is capitalism perfect? No, it's not. But in terms of a global model that delivers for a lot of people, I would say it's probably delivered more than any of the other models. You know, um. I, I get people are saying socialism hasn't really had its time, and socialism will. Will it, though? You know what I mean? If if socialism was the great silver bullet that, that socialists claim it is, it would have had its day in the sun by now. Communism had its shot, and it fell on its arse. So...
1: Wasn't given a chance,
0: though. I <laughs> was given a big enough chance in the Soviet Union, I think.
1: You know what I mean? Like... Um, the Americans hated it, so they wiped them out. Yeah,
0: well, they wiped them out because people suddenly realised, hang on a second, I can get Levi jeans as opposed to fucking Stalin jeans. What the fuck is this like? You know what I mean? <laughs> jeans that'll rip the crotch after I do one <laughs> little dance move, compared to
1: I can do disco dancing <laughs>
0: and dance all night and it's all good. Um, what
1: I'm what I'm trying to say is, Danny, that there's a thesis in that. There's a thesis in Lincoln. Uh, Rejection of multiculturalism because of capitalism. <laughs> absolutely.
0: That absolutely is. You're hundred percent right, man. And look, and there's people who would do far better at answering that or debating that than, than you or I would. Than us, I know, yeah. You know, but that would, just came into
1: my head when we were having the conversation.
0: That's yeah. all. No, and, and it's a very good one. It's even got me sort of going, Jesus, you know, do do I believe what I'm saying? Or am I just being an arsehole and trying to argue
1: with Merrow again? You know? And <laughs> And I think that's it. And like to, for a better product in their podcast, you need to fucking stop that, okay?
0: Oh, what, we should be getting along on absolutely everything, should we? I think <laughs> the people quite like when we antagonize. Come here, speaking of antagonizing, before we, we think head we, off.
1: People prefer me and you, it's okay, it's grand. I,
0: I'm not in it for the likes, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, what do you want to say? Um, I'm going to
1: antagonize you before,
0: before we head off into oh. the sunset.
1: Before you antagonize me and put me in a bad mood, and um, I got I got uh, my plaque removed and my teeth, and my teeth are looking sensational. They are looking sensational. Now I see a couple of. Are you running your tongue along the back of your teeth
0: and it feels weird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's mad, isn't it? It's mad how your teeth feels. And sharp different. bits as well. Yeah, and your tongue kind of gets a little pinch. Yeah, it yeah. gets a pinch. I didn't realize I had such white teeth. Your teeth are looking beautiful, man. Thank you. Good. luck. Go life. on, antagonize me. And a handsome devil, ground, you know that. <laughs> Antagonised me, and he said. Sorry, you have said on this podcast, oh, well, here may, we go, maybe more than once, that Elron Naveen gets you going. Yeah. Why is
1: that? I don't know.
0: Okay. It
1: just gets me going. It gets me going when fifty thousand people are singing it at the one time. Right. And would that go for,
0: like, if you were to hear 50,000 people singing Le Marseillaise, would that get you going? Yeah, possibly. It gets me going as well. Um,
1: nah, th- it doesn't get me going. I, I I, acknowledge it. I acknowledge it. It doesn't get me going. Right. So, have you, 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 would you say you have an emotional
0: connection to Erlon Naveen in a way, would you? Oh, absolutely.
1: And why, do you mind me asking? I don't know. I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting
0: no, no, into I'm it. Not, like, I'm I'm not trying to be an arsehole. We yet. we I'm, had
1: this we had this conversation with you trying to be an arsehole in text and you were just you you just roiled me up. And look, you're roiling me up now. <laughs> Hang on, man. i am just asking
0: a couple of questions here, right? If you had to pick what what do you think is the best national anthem in the world, for example? Ronaville. Why? Because because it's, cause it's Cause the Irish it's national anthem.
1: It. Yeah.
0: Okay. Do you know the words throw around the vein. Do you know what they mean in English? Yeah.
1: Okay. Can you give me a brief summary? I, I sing, I sing, I sometimes sing it in English when I'm watching Celtic play. Why? Because they're singing it in English.
0: Do Celtic fans sing it in English? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I, I have this thing with national anthems where... I sometimes think they're, they're a tool for, for patriotism, for faux patriotism. um, And and the Irish National Anthem is one. I heard uh, somebody, or, sorry, I read somebody making the point that... Um, Fintan O'Toole, was it? I don't think it was Fintan, no. I can't remember who it was. I'll try to find it and try to send it to you. But basically, they made the point that a lot of Irish people would would belt out our navin Navine as if it was their last moments on this... Green earth, and they would sing it loud, sing it proud, hand on heart, screaming it out into the ether. Yet they don't know what it actually means, so therefore, like, all they're doing is making noises, and they understand yeah. a tune with noises. And it's no they're just more, learning off in school, like, yeah, and it's no more different than if they were to, for example. Sing the German national anthem, or the Italian national anthem, or the French national anthem, with such passion and such rigor, because again, they may not know what it means; they're just singing noises out of their mouth
1: to a nice tune. And Do you
0: I know that before o- look Do
1: you know before um, OTT they played the national anthem? Do they? Before every show, yeah. I did not know that. Did not know. They that. put the tricolour on the screen, and they they we all sing it out. And then we chant, Oh T T, O T T, O T T." Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just thought
0: that was a fascinating kind of way. No, I think, I, no, at I, think it.
1: I think there's an element of truth to that. Like the, people, yeah. people just do, do learn it off by heart, and because we don't, um, because we don't practice our native tongue, they they don't know what they're singing. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and like
0: and you look down on people that do that. No, not really, because. I'm one of them people. If I go to a sporting event, I'll sing it. I haven't a fucking breeze what it means. You know what I mean? But then, Surely you've read it this before, I don't know. I've, I've read it, but I don't, I don't, I haven't memorized that. And I don't, if you ask me to recall it now, I'll just be like, something about soldiers and a song. That's about it. <laughs> I don't remember what all of it means. I don't remember what the intricacies are. I don't, I know more about the story of the Italian National Anthem and the French National Anthem than I do about the story of the Irish National Anthem.
1: Of Course you do. Yeah, I do
0: like you know what I mean? The French national anthem is the best. I like, national I like the Italian. I like the Italian one. The Italian national anthem is extremely violent, and it's based on them basically wading in the blood of their enemies. Love like, it. If you look, yeah, if you look up the, the translation of it, like you know what I mean? It's crazy. But um, yeah, I just thought that was an because in- again, I'm guilty of it. I'm one of the people if I'm in uh, Lansdowne Road, newer and I'm attending an Ireland match and I'll give it loads. Obviously, I keep some in the tank for Ireland's call. I give it a little bit more for Ireland's call than I do for, for our on the vein. You know what I mean? But, uh well,
1: everyone, is it fair to say that a lot of, um a lot of, even rugby fans are turning against that, it seems. Against which? Uh, uh, Ireland's call.
0: Um, No, I wouldn't, well, uh, monster fans have always been against it.
1: Because um, I am, um, just on Twitter, an observation over the last three or four years, a lot of more Leinster rugby fans seem to be complaining about it. I never, I never copped that.
0: I think that's a lot of the casuals who have hopped on the bandwagon in recent years who need to fucking know their place and shut their mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, look, and on that note, Michael D. Higgins for president.
0: Yeah, indeed, Michael D. I, I don't get why anybody's even bothering their hole to go up again, to be honest with you.
1: Um, Do you know, someone was, someone was saying to me in work, they were going mad about it. And I says, what are you, what are you going mad about it? Uh, what element are you going mad about it? Ah, uh, he should step down. And I says, why? He says, because he, he, I, I, voted him, uh, I voted for him seven years ago on the promise that he was only going on one term. I said, the chap's allowed to change his mind. He's a grown man.
0: Exactly. Who here hasn't changed their mind over a big decision? Well, oh
1: ridiculous. No, nah, look.
0: I have absolutely no problem with Michael D. Sort of saying, yeah, you know what? I went for it, and I said I'd only do one term. I've enjoyed my time in the office. I think I've brought something to the office. I'd like to
1: continue that work. Fucking have at it, yeah. Mick,
0: Miggledy. You've done a good job, bud.
1: And to keep the dogs there and Sabina.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. I think, I think they're great We're ambassadors for the country. I think, there's, I think there's two or three competing against them. Yeah, I've, I've only just learned that your man Gavin Duffy of Dragon's Den is going against him and I've no idea why I've no idea why like um, why he he looks like the personification of the cartoon of Ross O'Carroll Kelly yeah
1: he's like he's I, I, actually I seen a tweet there the other day um, and and it, it, it's gas that you just said that Um there's a serious whiff of Charles O'Carroll Kelly and New <laughs> Republic Gavin <laughs> Duffy for the president, president team yeah yeah. It sounds
0: new, isn't it? That's actually a really good tweet, man. I'm raising right I didn't think of that. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, it is true. Hundred
0: percent. Like I just I don't know. And then uh, it's Fergus Finley, doesn't he throw his hat in him and Dana, aren't they the ones you can always bet on to kind of say they're gonna go for? Ah uh,
1: Dana Dan- Jesus Christ, she would want to give it now at this stage. Yeah, yeah. Um
0: you can almost always bet on Dana and Fergus Finley's name to to pop up. Um Ironically enough Or not ironically enough Just oddly enough I haven't seen Bertie's name Anywhere near it
1: Yeah thank God After that disgraceful Interview on German TV Yeah true Yeah he couldn't hack A little bit of Fucking hard questioning
0: God bless no, him No I
1: couldn't hack it And then just walked off And hasn't been seen since And I don't yeah. think the, I think the Irish media Gave him a free ride In that They, they reported it And it was a Sunday morning They reported it And that was it There was no like There was nothing Exactly. There should be more
0: exactly, and that's why it goes full circle to what we were saying earlier. Check your fucking news sources, lads. Always, Absolutely. always, always look for more than one version of the event.
1: Absolutely. Unless we leave it there, it, on, mm-hmm. unless you heard it on
0: WTS Pod, in which case you can bank on it. You can bank on it. Money in the bank. We leave it there, so. We will, Graham. It's been lovely to see your face. I miss you. Yeah miss you too Are you going to come Visit me down in police? Absolutely I'm oh, sure I'll we'll be seeing you This weekend actually Oh yes Do you know what We might bring back The 600 Welcome next
1: week for a little. break Welcome to belly Welcome to <laughs> belly break uh,
0: Yeah we might bring back The 600 to update people On the goings on Around that will we Next week Yeah mm-hmm. Defo Brilliant Right well then I shall see you Saturday morning You will And lads We'll be back next week but, we will possibly um, twice possibly twice indeed yeah um, and of course don't forget lads you can get everything on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict, Spotify anywhere, Spotify. Anywhere, anywhere and everywhere there's a podcast you'll search for
1: WTS Pod you get us, on our, us. Facebook, on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash WTS Pod Ireland and also on Twitter at WTS Pod tremendous I'm at Merrigan Mania. He's at Danjo Murray. This has been What's the Story? Until next time, clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose.
0: Too sweet. Too sweet, brother. Too sweet. Look.
1: Look.